0: Annihilation. Annihilation.
1: Annihilation. 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 of an Annihilation. An time. Olivier Maitre's waltz of roses, sheds in a rhythmic shower, the very petals of the flower, and all his roses, the rouge of petals in a shower. Down the long hall the dance returning, rounds the full circle, rounds, the perfect rose of lights and sounds the rose returning into the circle of its rounds alone apart one dancer watches her mirrored morbid grace before the mirror face to face alone she watches her morbid vague ambiguous grace before the mirror's dance of shadows she dances in a dream and she and they together seem a dance of shadows alike the shadows of a dream. The orange-rosy lamps are trembling between the robes that turn. In ruddy flowers of flame that burn, the lights are trembling, the shadows and the dancers turn. And enigmatically smiling, in the mysterious night, she dances for her own delight, a shadow smiling, back to a shadow in the night. Arthur Simons, La Melanite Moulin Rouge. The humanoid on the left, Lena on the right, the tripod between them, the camera rotating left behind the humanoid. Notably, the back and top of the humanoid's head are darker, like it is forming hair. Lena moves forward quickly, grabs the tripod with both hands, and swings it at the humanoid. Rather than mimic this move, the humanoid leans in and takes the hit. Immediate reverse, close behind Lena, as the humanoid hits back, but with its hand. Hard enough that, second four... We are farther back as Lena falls to the floor, and the humanoid abruptly faces away from what it has just done. Emily Yoshida, writing in Vulture, 23rd February 2018, argues, quote, Garland's film is not about anything so ego-driven as suicide. It's about self-defeat on a molecular level, an entropy of the self. The cancerous cervical cells Lena shows her biology students in an early scene are metaphors of a sort, but as she points out later, All human cells eventually mutate and break down in the process of aging. The ecosystem of the Shimmer speeds this up, warping the women's minds and bodies, even their own blood cells. There's a lot of space between what rational humans recognize as fully functional, sentient existence, and total destruction. And the Shimmer is basically that in-between space, making each woman unrecognizable to herself in different ways before snuffing them out. Eventually, Josie, Cass, and Anya are dead, and Ventress has gone missing having charged ahead to the lighthouse. Lena, hollow-cheeked and dead-eyed, and just as single-mindedly determined for answers, is not far behind her. She arrives to find the charred remains of a body, a hole in the floor, and a camcorder on a tripod. Playing back the tape, she sees her husband Kane driven mad by his year in the shimmer, and a doppelganger whom Lena realizes with a shudder is actually the man who came back from the mission and is now in intensive care back on the other side of the border, not her husband. The original Kane explodes himself with a phosphorus grenade. It's his remains on the floor of the lighthouse. The doppelganger, we are to assume, makes his way back out of the shimmer. Having been given the first concrete evidence that Kane is, in fact, dead, if he wasn't already fundamentally not her husband in the gruesome disembowelment footage discovered by the team earlier in the film, Lena goes in the hole. At my screening, I heard some people sigh in exasperation. Why would she do that? Assuming that Lena is, or ever has, in the course of the film been acting out of self-preservation, self-continuation. In the cavern that the hole leads to, she finds Ventress, whose body has been taken over by the extraterrestrial force that has caused the shimmer. Ventress's body explodes into pure light and transforms into a pulsating, hyper-technicolor void, which absorbs a drop of Lena's blood and births her doppelganger, a half-formed, shimmery green body that stands indifferently before her as her mirror image." End quote. Dance is choreographed by Bobby Jean Smith. Caroline Madden writes on Screen Queen, 6th April 2018, quote, Smith attended Juilliard with Oscar Isaac, who co-stars in Annihilation as Natalie Portman's estranged military officer husband, and Isaac collaborated on a dance without any movement called Arrowed. It was filmed by Danish documentarian Elvira Lind, who was Isaac's girlfriend at the time and is now his wife. In Arrowed, Smith interrogates Oscar Isaac with both simple Do You Smoke? and deep. Are you an anchor or an arrow? Questions. Like a good cop, bad cop scene. That same year, Alvira Lind began work on the documentary, *Bobby Jean, which follows Smith as she struggles with her decision to leave her Tel Aviv performance troupe for New York City and maintain a long-distance relationship with her boyfriend. It won the 2017 Tribeca Film Festival Best Documentary Feature Award. I had wanted to do a project about a woman for a while, and when I met Bobby and had seen her work, I knew there could be no other. She has an incredible life force and amazing energy. Lynn told Bonnie Rosenstock at Explore Dance, 27th April, 2017. Smith's dance specialty, or movement language, is called Gaga, which was founded by Ohad Nohiren. One of Smith's most evocative dances in the documentary, where she rides and pushes against a concrete wall, bears a striking resemblance to the final scene in Annihilation. Lena tries to exit the lighthouse, but the alien, fearing abandonment, runs up to her and slams her into the door, smothering Lena so much that she can barely breathe and falls into unconsciousness. Smith says, Gaga gives you keys that you didn't know you lost. It helps you connect to your pleasure and pain and your effort. It connects you to your weakness, fragility, and to your immense power. The aesthetic of Gaga can certainly be seen in Lena and the alien's violent, yet passionate face-off. Lena's doppelganger represents her weakness, her infidelity, her depression, her self-destructive nature, and she fights against that with all the power she has. There is pleasure, or something good, in their confrontation, because it marks the first time Lena truly wants to live. Without Bobby Jean Smith's amazing full-body, almost primal, choreography, the ending of Annihilation would not be nearly as captivating. End quote. Regarding Gaga, Martha Shabass describes the technique for The Globe and Mail, 6 January 2017. Quote, Instead of a dance technique that uses steps and positions, like ballet, Gaga relies on concepts and abstract interpretation to make movement. Israeli choreographer Ohad Naharin describes his famous dance language as an anti-technique that doesn't care about style. For the acclaimed Tel Aviv-based Batsheva Dance Company, of which Naharin has been artistic director since 1990, Gaga is both a matter of daily training and the starting point for new choreography. Since formal perfection is never the end goal, the form has also become a movement craze for non-dancers, with classes led by certified practitioners around the world. But there's nothing lax about Gaga's methodology. One of the things that makes Batsheva so exquisite is the degree of physical rigor the company achieves by pushing the limits of what their bodies can feel and express." Narharan goes further, explaining to Shabas, Gaga came from the necessity to communicate with the people I work with. I needed to take care of their bodies and my body. It became something that really reflects on how and why we dance. And it has a lot to do with going beyond familiar limits. We couldn't have done this without Gaga and without the toolbox of Gaga. I don't call Gaga a technique. I call it a language that evolves. We keep looking for new ideas, and we have no difficulty letting go of old ideas. For example, instead of saying the flow of energy, you can just say a word. It's kind of a shortcut to describe something that doesn't have a closed idea or doesn't have an opinion. It's more like something that helps you to listen to your body in a particular way. It's not about style. Some codes of dance limit you because they lock you in a style. The whole idea of Gaga is to appear as though you have no style. End quote. It is about expression here in the moment. Lena knocked down by this thing that has not quite formed itself but is becoming her. The humanoid matching violence to violence. But does it understand the implication of such actions? Is that why it turns away? The camera backs into the sunlight from the hole above the stairs, and the screen is washed out, and fades back in closer to the stairs, camera descending to find the humanoid standing in direct rays of sunshine that should not be as direct as they are. They were above the hole in the floor before and should be moving around the lighthouse, not downward. The sun is not rising. Except, maybe this is another iteration, another presumption, another Lena doppelganger fighting another Lena, and the fight is always the same. The newborn humanoid blocks Lena from leaving, Lena lashes out, the humanoid also lashes out but regrets it because the weight of Lena's depression and Lena's guilt is all wrapped up with the weight of the shimmer and the humanoid just doesn't know its own strength yet. What is Lena to the humanoid? its creator, its mother, its explorer, its enemy, and now she is on the ground because of it. It turns away, but enlightenment is there, realistic timing of the sun's movement to be damned, and the humanoid knows what it must do, what it must be. The previously cited Emily Yoshida describes this moment, quote, I found the double to be more terrifying than the human, scream-emitting, bare boar that the team encounters earlier in the film. Faceless or featureless bodies have sent me into a despairing kind of fear since I was a kid. But the fight that ensues, which is not a fight so much as it is Lena's double literally getting in her own way, I found to be perhaps the most searing expression of depression and self-destructive tendencies I've ever seen visualized. The double isn't sentient, it is a projection, it's all Lena. Which makes it all the more terrifying. At one point, Lena runs for the door, but before she can open it she's pinned to the wall by her double, running up behind her with equal force. Smith's choreography is brutal and heartbreaking and relentless. Lena, who all this time has assumed this mission was about avenging her husband or finishing what he had started, is overwhelmed by the weight of her own self. Playing over all this and matching Smith's choreography in intensity is Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow's score. In a piece entitled The Alien, it grows to a shimmering, appropriately, wall of backward-looping strings punctuated by what will heretofore be known as the Annihilation Noise and sounds like the multicolored explosions of lichen that burp up out of the Shimmer's altered landscape. The combination is overwhelming. The Shimmer is not an environment where humans can remain stable for long. They all break down one way or another, and the music and visuals seek to replicate the titular Annihilation. You feel pushed up against that wall along with Lena." The humanoid slowly turns to the left and crouches down beside Lena as it moves to lie beside her in a mirrored pose. Its eyeless face remains fixated on Lena as it moves. Second 31, it is on the ground. Foreground left, Lena's head and shoulders, then the humanoid, then Kane's burned body in the background right. We immediately reverse, humanoid head and shoulders at right, Lena past it, stirring and rising. The humanoid copies each movement, onto its elbows, onto its hands. Reverse, second 39, and the humanoid is still mostly featureless, but it is clearly feminine. Lena raises her head and looks at the humanoid. The humanoid raises its head and looks at Lena. Quick reverse, second forty-two, as Lena gasps, then immediately gets her feet beneath her and makes a dash for the door. Cut to handheld camera, angled from near the door, as Lena dashes toward left of camera. The humanoid gets to its feet and follows. Then reverse, behind the humanoid at Lena, as Lena reaches the door and the humanoid reaches Lena. Cut to side angle from their right, as Lena opens the door partly, but the humanoid stops her, slams the door shut, slams Lena against it. Cut to reverse, side angle from their left, Lena pressed against the door, the humanoid pressed up against her. It is violent, it is sexual, it is oppressive, smothering, but maybe comforting as well. David Sims, The Atlantic, 25th December 2018. Quote, In doing battle with her duplicate, her internal conflicts are made literal. The unknowable world of the Shimmer is certainly extraterrestrial, but Garland knows that the most interesting thing about the place is what it reflects about trespassers like Lena. Weaponizing her fears against her is the smartest and scariest adaptation decision Garland made. End quote. And it is Lena's fear, Lena's grief, whatever hope has replaced Lena's grief, and Lena's guilt, and so many other negative feelings and urges rolled into this deadly embrace. Pressed up against the door, the pose takes on a feeling of sexual violence, An intimacy that combines pain and pleasure, all the weight of all of Lena's problems pressing down on her at once. And she has two choices. Give in, be smothered, die. Or push back, escape, live. The humanoid slams its body harder against Lena, its hand on Lena's hand on the wood of the door. Lena grits her teeth, breathes hard, and we cut second fifty to a wide shot. The tripod is gone. The stairs are barely at the edge of frame. It is an open space. And the humanoid is small in the frame, but Lena is smaller, almost invisible beyond the humanoid. The struggle is subtler from afar. With a different soundtrack and taken out of context, this shot could be more sex than violence. Lena's grunts would remain the same. Second 53, close from the left again. Lena pushing away from the door. Camera moves down, and we see Lena's watch on her wrist. Lena breathes hard, pushing against the humanoid. Minute 81, Radix watch told us it was two forty-six. Minute eighty-three. Lena's watch told us it was one ten. Now Lena's watch tells us it is eleven fifty. Time is running the wrong direction, but also time runs out for this minute. We spoke.
0: What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wanders at the empty place inside
1: Is all we are
0: annihilation.